0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com code LISTEN.
1: This is a Lip Media Podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear swear. <laughs> swear a swear.
0: <laughs> Fuck off and die, I hope you have a shitty life. fuck off and die I'm Sarah and I'm Jade and we're here for anyone going through a breakup right now if that is you we are sending you the biggest motherfucking hug right now big love uh it's a really really fucking tough time and um it really sucks yeah it I, I really feel for anyone going through it and I also think um sometimes the people around you I think we've touched on this before but they don't always really remember
1: People tend to forget how much pain they were in once they're happy again. It's like childbirth. Because it means you will too. But when you're there, it can be quite isolating to feel like nobody else understands what you're feeling.
0: I think that if we actually remembered the pain that it was to go through a breakup, we'd never get into a relationship again.
1: And then the human race would die out. (laughs) And
0: and then we'd all be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes when I'm going through a breakup or if, if I'm seeing my friends going through one, I hear them say, oh, like I shouldn't be feeling this way or I shouldn't be feeling this bad. I only knew him for a week or two days or 10 years.
1: It doesn't really make a difference though, does it? No. Like heartbreak is heartbreak. And I mean, there can be a lot of logistical differences. You know, dividing your assets after three days is a lot easier (laughs) than dividing your assets (laughs) after a decade. But the emotional pain can be equally strong for a short relationship. One of the ones that hit me hardest, I was only with the guy for like less than six months.
0: Wow. That's still that's still a considerable amount of time, and I think.
1: Well, yeah, for me it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're a, you're a relationship fiend. I mean, I was with a guy for like twenty four hours, <laughs> <laughs> once, and I literally was I was wailing on the streets of Tel Aviv. Mm. I was wailing, and it was so. Was sick. that
1: because you were in Tel Aviv, though? So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is a really busy place. Maybe I was worried I'd get exploded. Actually, it is a pretty safe place. It feels really safe when you're there. Um, but it, what it was is the dude, it was the first time I'd ever had this happen, but he, he was sort of saying all these things to me like, oh, like you can move into my apartment and like we're we're like talking about the names of our... I don't
1: our- know if you should be doing his accent.
0: <laughs> it always sounds Russian. I'm allowed to. I'm going to try. Anyway, and he, would, he was saying like what we'd name our children and I at that point was really fantasizing about marrying an Israeli. Like I just wanted my next husband to be an Israeli Jew. So it really uh-huh. triggered all those parts of me and in that case, you know, you it sounds re-
1: like you're trying to breed some kind of perfect race.
0: I'm not talking about eugenics.
1: Aren't you? I can't know. believe
0: you just brought that back to fucking eugenics. I'm a Jew. Why why I would don't... I go and do like a Nazi eugenics? But I mean don't I didn't we say you
1: were trying to breed a Nazi?
0: <laughs> well that's a that's a Nazi thing.
1: Well, yeah, that's why I pointed it out that it's not a great idea to pick up. Don't you up though a when, race. when you are
0: with one, don't someone, don't you often look at them and go with a Nazi <laughs> when... <laughs> When I'm fucking a Nazi, it's a kink of mine.
1: Never fuck a Nazi. If we can all agree on one thing in this room today. Yeah. And I think we can get everyone that follows our pod to, to sign on to this deal. Never fuck a Nazi.
0: I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about now. <laughs> no, I got weird. No, we're talking about how it doesn't matter how long you've been with someone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. And then Jade started to imply that I was trying to create a master race. Well, you Obviously, whatever child I have will be a part of some master race. So this is this is really tying in terribly with what I'm meant to be talking about. What I want to talk about today is um, the heading in the book "Fuck Off and Die" is "Don't make any fucking decisions." So if you are going through a breakup right now,
1: it's not a great time to start your own race.
0: Don't yeah, don't start conceiving a master race of hot Jewish people. Just write down all of the things that you really want to do, or you feel like you really want to do, and revisit it in a month or two months when you are not fucking crazy.
1: That's such good advice.
0: I I just really want to make it clear that you are fucking crazy right now and it's not your fault.
1: It's absolutely not your fault. Y-
0: you might want to quit your job. We've all been there, don't quit your job. You might want to tell that person in your life that they are a fucking cunt. That they probably never... are, but just don't tell them. They Write probably, it down instead. They probably deserve it. Write down all the things that you want to do, revisit it in a month and if you still want to do them, do them then. Like have you ever just had a real urge to do something after a breakup but you're glad that you never did it?
1: I love how you just keep throwing me all these things that I have to think about on the spot. It's so great. Um, Have I ever done something after a breakup that I regretted? Yeah, I mean
0: either either or. Like something that you've done that you wish you hadn't, (laughs) that you wish you'd sort of had a cooling off period for or like something that you were going to do, like move to Czechoslovakia. Oh, Oh, I move
1: after breakups I frequently move into state
0: but you don't that's my go-to move you don't regret that though do you not
1: at all it was so great Mm. I want to yeah because I I would have left a long time ago but I can't afford to leave
0: yeah you're stuck So I'm stuck here making a podcast please send me tampons (laughs) talking about fucking eugenics and master races (laughs) well I'm glad you didn't move I I was definitely going to quit my business Something I'd worked really hard on. I was just like, And that's Fuck like the this. one thing you have
1: for yourself. Like that's like yeah. really for you that will support you through a breakup.
0: Yeah. And and now I'm so, so glad that I didn't. Like every part of my body was like, quit your business. And then after a month or two, I revisited that. And I realized this, is, this was really clear to me. I was sick of doing things I didn't want to do. So I cut off all the parts of my business I didn't want to do anymore. Yeah. So I think that was a really good move that you decided to do that. Afterwards as well. The business took a few steps back in terms of making money, but then I was just so much happier. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? I yeah. And then you looked up. I right? <laughs> just fucking kept working. <laughs> I just kept fucking working. No, you and know then what? we worked and worked and worked. And then we just day. worked ourselves to death. No, what happened was,
1: and then we decided to start a podcast on top of all the things we already do.
0: No, you know what's interesting? It's not that interesting. I'm just fucking talking about myself. Is I, I had more space and more time to do things I wanted to do. So I thought
1: we started this so we could talk about ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, okay. It's, just, it's, to, just to be clear, that's why I'm here. It's very cathartic. It is. <laughs> Um, so
1: you had more time to do the things you wanted to do
0: yeah so it created space and sort of brought in you know like projects like fuck off and die and and all those things and space for creativity yeah and I think at the beginning though like I don't know if you've ever had this but when you go through a breakup sometimes you can get so tied in with the person you've been with that when you leave them or they leave you you don't know what you actually like
1: I didn't know so I had an ex that loved dinosaurs and when i was with this guy i loved dinosaurs and then when we broke up i was like going around being like yeah i love dinosaurs and then one day (laughs) a new boyfriend was like yeah let's go see this thing because you really love dinosaurs and i was like do i
0: Oh, that is like a fucking watershed moment. Do I even like like dinosaurs? I do.
1: The answer is yes, I do. I do like dinosaurs, but it took me a while to figure out whether that was something I like or whether that was just my ex.
0: So you had to re-choose it. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like, I even just didn't know, like, and this was my own fault, like, you know, we let ourselves get embroiled in, in the other person's life and especially as women, I think we really allow ourselves to be enveloped.
1: So coming back to the activity... What were we talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. The activity is to is to write down all the things that you want to do, like burn his or her house down. Collect um, dinosaur figurines. Whatever it is that you want to do. Firebomb his mother-in-law, your mother-in-law. Try and clone a
1: dinosaur out of a chicken.
0: Write down all of those things that you really feel like you need to do Um, But put put them on pause. Put them on pause. Put that list away and trust that your intuition will tell you later if you need to do them. And you know what? You might want to do them. You might want to move to Melbourne. Or
1: Some of the greatest upheavals in my life have come from breakups. Like they've come from me doing – like I think because a breakup is such a huge disruption to your life, it does kind of inspire or free you to make other choices. Like it can kind of have a domino effect. I think the thing you want to avoid, and this is why this activity is so great – is you want to avoid making rush decisions that you're going to regret later.
0: Yeah, but some of your
1: ideas could actually start something really great in the future.
0: Oh, totally. So
1: it's not about discarding all the ideas. It's about brainstorming and putting it on pause.
0: And also, you know, when you have really heightened emotions, you aren't thinking rationally. But if, yeah, if in a month or so that idea still flies, fucking do it. Like I, I moved to a small town Yeah, be brave. And um, it was the best decision I've ever made. But if I hadn't sort of had that rock bottom situation, which made me look at everything in my life with fresh eyes, I probably wouldn't have had the courage or impetus to do that. So your ideas aren't invalid. They're just invalid right now while you're fucking crazy.
1: They're great ideas. Just put them on pause. Okay, so social media question. If you've got a question for us, where do you send it?
0: Uh, Facebook is at FodPlease. Or Instagram at Ford Book.
1: Um, so this one's come in and I'm just going to read it. Yeah, do it. Okay. I'm worried about dating because my ex gave me herpes. More of a statement than a question. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of stuff we can unpack and address here.
0: I'm just going to start talking, but I feel like this is your fucking question. So you start.
1: Okay, sure. Um. So the first thing I wanted to point out is that I did do some research on the statistics on this. So HSV1 which is commonly oral herpes, yep. like you'll see it as cold sores, et cetera, um, 85% of Australians have that.
0: And I think you can even get that without having sex. Oh,
1: absolutely. You, yeah, that, yeah that, that doesn't have to be. It's a skin-to-skin contact thing. Mm-hmm. These these um, viruses are, are skin-to-skin contact, which means that you can get them from touching people's skin.
0: And you get like a little outbreak sometimes of cold sores. Yeah, source. sometimes you'll
1: get flares. Some people are non-symptomatic. But the, the thing that's really important that you should know is that 85% of Australians have it.
0: So most of us. So
1: if you do have it, don't get all paranoid and think you're unlovable, right? It's really common. Um, HSV2, which is more commonly genital warts, that one 20% of Australians have. Okay. So it's still very common. Hmm. A lot of people, again, don't know they have it.
0: Because they haven't had an outbreak.
1: Um, they haven't, either haven't had an outbreak or they've had one that's so minor that they don't know that that's what it is. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to give everyone a general warning and say, please have regular sexual health screenings. Mm-hmm. Even if you are a carrier of one um, virus or STI, um, you're still at risk for catching all the others. Mm-hmm. So just like for your own health, for the health of your partners, get regular tests. That said, the main thing that I really want to put across to this listener is that you are still lovable. Like, you're not damaged goods. This is something that, like, it's like having any other virus. Mm. And when you're non-symptomatic, um, and those symptoms can be controlled. This is the thing. I, other thing I found out, is there are antiviral drugs available that are super safe. Yeah. They're one of yeah. the least toxic drugs mm-hmm. available on the market.
0: I really hate the stigma around them. Oh,
1: I love STI chat. Yeah, like, I, I, talk about I think there's
0: all. way too much shame about it. And I think we should talk more about it because... It's sort of that thing that everybody knows about or has had, but doesn't. Nobody talk, talks about it. Talk Everyone's about like, "Oh no, it wasn't
1: me." But it's like, dude, eighty-five percent.
0: And then we make jokes about <laughs> who are it, these like, people
1: who like nobody's ever had it, but eighty-five percent?" Yeah, exactly. It, so. Yeah, or even
0: twenty percent—that's a huge amount yeah, of people. Totally. Uh, but the antiretroviral or the antiviral drugs—that means that if you're taking those, you can't it reduces the chance of you transmitting it to your partner isn't that right you're
1: very low risk of transmission if your um yeah. viral load is um controlled with the drugs. so there um, is treat
0: there is treatment like it's yes. not curable but there's ongoing yes, sort of stuff that you treat. can do and a lot of
1: people don't even need treatment like yeah. it's only really if you're getting um regular outbreaks that you'd probably even need the medication yeah. um that's um the other thing when we're talking about outbreaks is that's when you're contagious so the risk of transmitting it is highest when you are you have an outbreak during um the week after as well yeah um of an outbreak and also a small window before so that's i mean that's probably the most dangerous section because you're not symptomatic yet so Mm. you wouldn't know but if you feel it coming on get the treatment if you need it if not just maybe abstain or use protection condoms are a skin barrier so um Although there's other skin that's gonna make contact, it's gonna drastically um, contain the risks. Mm. Dental dams as well, and we're talking for both um, genital and oral
0: and sex and oral sex, yeah. I hate the fucking dental dam thing. Oh,
1: I I like, it honestly, just like I don't so... know what it is, but it's a great idea if you've it's, got I, it's if literally... you have herpes or if your partner has herpes, it's gonna stop you from spreading. Yeah,
0: I know, herpes. I know. I just I just hate the idea of it. It's just it's actually just like a piece of like plastic similar to like condom material. Like a glad wrap. Yeah, but like not glad. Like you're not like wrapping your vagina up in it. It's just like it's like a kind like of. Is it flat? Like it's, it's just a flat square. And it just sits on top? It's like a square, and it just sits on top. Cool. But is man, it a one you size fits all situation. Kinda, <laughs> unless you have a huge vagina, which you I'm might. Right? And kind is an essential part of of I think a good sex life, unless you don't like it. To their own so if, if I guess if you need a fucking dental dam, just it's worth it. Oh totally. Get the totally. damn dental dam. Yeah
1: um these things like are minor inconveniences for a whole lot of future convenience
0: i actually had a little bit of a scare where my doctor said i think you have herpes and then you know how you you get like a you get a test and then if it's clear they don't contact you or they send you a message my doctor said you have to come back in so i was flying to melbourne on the friday I got the call. You have to come back in. I spent the whole weekend in Melbourne freaking out that I had herpes. And so I did a bunch of research on it. And it's actually the best thing I ever did because it made me realize that I had this attitude to STIs, which was totally um, just irrational and uneducated.
1: I think a lot of people have that fear.
0: And then once I researched it, I by, by Monday, I'd come to terms with the fact that I had herpes. But I knew what to do and that there were things around it that you can do um, and and conversations you can have if you have a partner. And then I found out I didn't fucking have herpes. (laughs) And so I was just like, well, that is a relief because I don't have to go through that now. But I had prepared
1: in case I I had actually
0: come to terms with it. Uh, I was pretty pissed off at the doctor. I I walked in and she goes, how are you? She's German, so I'm trying to do a German accent. Stop doing accents. (laughs)
1: It's borderline racist. (laughs)
0: Okay, sorry. So she was like, how are you? And I was like, well, I'm not that good. And she's like, why? And then I was like, well, because I have herpes. And she's like, oh, no, you don't. And I was like, well, why am I even fucking here?
1: And I think the other thing that's really important is like, like things like this, they're not who you are. You know, there's a lot of different illnesses that we all have and a lot of them are lifetime illnesses. And they are a very small part of our whole personality. Mm. And um, yes, you do need to disclose this to someone before you have sex with them um, Mm. so that they can make choices about their own um, sexual health as well. But being educated means you don't have to drop it like a nuclear bomb. Like you can just Mm. be like, I just want to let you know before things get too physical that this is a situation for me and this is what we need to do to keep you safe.
0: Yeah, I think knowing how to have that conversation and it's not uncommon either. Like since I've started talking probably too much about STIs, (laughs) I've had quite a lot of conversations with people who have it and they have said to me like, yeah, I, I just tell people and I am really excited to know that it's sort of becoming commonplace to be able to have those conversations well it's
1: commonplace to have it so you should be able to have these conversations yeah. like if we go back yeah. to the stats it's one in five
0: but I mean even if it is commonplace like I said I still think there's a stigma around it but I think that is getting less and less and I think yeah like Jade said there's nothing fucking wrong with you like it's it's actually just a rash I read the first outbreak is the most painful and then it gets less and less
1: so, it's never going to be as bad again as your not, first time.
0: Also, we're not fucking doctors, so don't rely on anything. Okay. I'm saying.
1: Also, please, if you think you might have herpes, please go and see your doctor so that they can make sure that you have the care that you need mm. to keep you healthy. Also, another thing that I found out, which I think is important to know, and a lot of people don't know this, including me an hour ago, is that you can actually transmit oral herpes to genitals and genital herpes to people's faces. Really? Yes. So there's two different strains and one's more commonly found on your face and one's more commonly found on genitals, but you can mix and match. So That makes it sound fun. Oh, yeah, it's totally fun. So you can (laughs) transmit um, oral herpes to genitals, genital herpes to your mouth and genital to genital. Another thing is if you are feeling super self-conscious about it and you're not ready to have to kind of have that disclosure conversation with new sexual partners, there is actually dating services and dating websites specifically for people with herpes oh, oh that's cool so you go into it and everyone has herpes and it's no big deal yeah and that might even be a starting point to acclimatize yourself to the whole how to handle herpes within a sexual relationship thing and then once you're feeling more confident and okay because obviously this is new to this person you can kind of go back into the mainstream dating world knowing how to handle that situation.
0: And I guess the fact that there's a whole fucking dating app dedicated to it means that like shows There are eighteen how, million people in Australia how common purpose. it is. Yeah. Eighteen million people.
1: Yeah. It's a huge pool.
0: So so yeah, if you have it, you're not alone. Um which you're is part of the eighteen million. Literally like such a huge theme of this podcast. Well, if we're
1: including both strains, both of those common strains, you're in the majority. Yeah. You're in <laughs> wow. good company.
0: Yeah, so you're not alone and you can, you're can. you still fucking dateable. Absolutely. Okay, so my quote is, your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Okay, um, mine is try not to be a prick.
0: I like that one.
1: Um, that is from what a time to be alone. The slum, fla- the slum flower's guide to why you are already enough. this podcast was recorded in sarah's lounge room in perth western australia fuck off and die is a book you can buy on amazon australia and our website podbook.com our theme music is by naomi robinson and desire padmanabam we are always looking for sponsors so if you want to support our work please email info at podbook.com